Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we read stories based off a prompt. I'm Jordan and Cody's listening to The Killers and Jamming. I am listening to The Killers and Jamming. Yeah, like pretty hard, might I add. Like you're, you're like full head and sh- you're, you're doing the white dad jam where it's head and shoulders, a lot of head and shoulders. I don't need you to judge not too, how I not dance. Not too much knees and toes, but a lot of head and shoulders. I am We're seated. Having fun today, to guys. We're having fun today. Oh, I think I just lost your sound again. Uh-oh. Say oh, something. nope. Am I back? Hello? Yeah, you're back now. Yeah, you're back. Okay. You're back. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Cody's doing it from a hotel. I am in a nicer hotel than I should be, but there was a booking issue. So, you know, here oh. I am. Basically, I booked yeah. a hotel across the state and didn't realize it and then just showed up at a hotel and I was like, can I stay here? And they're like, you don't have a reservation. And I'm like, <laughs> I do have a credit card, though. And turns out you don't have a reservation. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that before. I've never booked up the complete wrong hotel. I've gone to I, the wrong hotel and like have to like drive to the next one. But I've never like booked at a place like completely in a different like area. I have a pro tip for you. You ready for that? Be a Hilton uh, Diamond member, and they'll basically do anything for you. So it, it becomes not a big I mean, deal to cancel hotels. You're a Hilton Gold member? Yeah. I think I'm How gold. does it feel to be a peasant, Jordan? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I told you, my work changed, so now I have to stay at, like, freaking Comfort Inn. So that's why I haven't gone up in status. Because I've been you can be a Comfort, Comfort Diamond member. You can't. That's not a thing that exists. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not that's not a thing that 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 you could do with comfort in also it's to a point where i've stayed at the home many uh, that hotel so many times that the lady at the desk like knows who i am isn't that <laughs> a like, bad oh, hey feeling. welcome back i'm like yeah what up yeah it's, it's a horrible horrible feeling but you know I, I had a lady at a hotel ask me why i was there she's like yeah. why are you always here on weird days and i'm just like yeah, I mean, I, I I wear my work jacket, so that's the thing. So they know like who who I am at this point. But um, anyways, Cody, what have you been doing recently? Okay, so I want to why tell is Spider Man the best movie ever? <laughs> I want to tell my fun story about getting sick and why we didn't record last week. I mean, it's so, not that people know what weeks we record anymore. Well, I mean, if you look at our log, there was a two week break, and it's also a funny story. So, um. Wednesday, you messaged me and you're like, hey, bro, you good? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm ready. And I will say at that moment, my stomach was like a little unhappy feeling, but I was by no means thinking like I'm sick, right? And then um, Travis, my son at night was starting to act like he had an upset stomach. And I was like, "Uh," you know, I was supposed to stream that night with... Caitlin and I was like, you know, I might be sick. I'll tell her that I want to cancel. And by Wednesday night, I was just like laying on the couch, like ah, and just like sweating profusely and felt like I was gonna die. Right. Yeah. So I go to bed Wednesday night, and it's like I can barely get myself into bed. I am in bad shape. Right. And I am pouring sweat off of myself, alternating between feeling like I am boiling hot and freezing cold. Um, And, oh, I went to Walmart. I went to a a grocery store. It wasn't wasn't Walmart, but whatever. 
I went to a grocery store right next to my house just to like get like ten Gatorades because I like hadn't drunk water all day. Um, Haven't drunk water, so instead of getting water, let's get a ton of Gatorade. Yeah, I mean Gatorade's like better water, right? Anyways, anyways, keep talking. So I'm laying there in bed, miserable, right? And Mandy is talking to me about. Have, do you know who Sarah Sings is? Are you aware of that? There's like yeah, YouTube I, drama around that person. So yeah, my I'm, wife I'm loves YouTube drama, and she talks to me about it, which is you know fine. But she's talking to me about it, and I'm like trying to follow what she's saying. And at one point, she's just like talking about like what happens when you know like your past comes up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, man. Sometimes you got to remake your Xbox profile. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I. And then I like woke up, and I was like, oh, I'm delirious. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and so like, I just fall asleep. I wake up, I can't sleep. And I just put on this movie called, um, oh, it's a movie about winning an inn in New Zealand. Doesn't matter. It's called like, it's it's like love with an inn or in love or something like, I think it might be called called in In love. I I, I, yeah, if it's called in love, I will kill myself. That's not, I think it is in love. I N N love. The worst title I've ever heard Um, in my life. Oh, it's called Falling in Love. Maybe? That that seems right. 2019, when a city girl, Gabriella Spadaisley, enters the contest to win a a rustic New Zealand inn. Yes. Falling in love. Yeah, I want to cut off my fingers. So I watch that movie, and then I'm falling asleep, and I keep having this nightmare where, like, I'm feel terrible because I'm sick and I'm like I need to go over and talk to this crowd of people there's one guy I need to talk to I don't know which one it is but he's over across this pathway and I need to go talk to him and I kept talking in my sleep about that like I'd be laying there just moaning and mumbling to myself about that and then I would wake up and be like Cody you're sick you don't need to talk to anybody stop thinking about talking to people you don't have meetings right now just go to sleep and so then I would fall asleep, and then I'd be like, awake, Cody's an idiot. You need to go talk to this person now. It is critical that we figure out what person we need to talk to, and we go talk to that person right now. And then I would wake up and be like, asleep, Cody is a moron. He's asleep. Stop thinking about talking to people. And I just pinballed between that all night, Wednesday night. Um, and as a result, my wife didn't sleep at all because she just kept hearing me talking in my sleep and then waking up. <laughs> And then falling asleep you, and then talking. So you guys have sleep. a couch. You, you can go to the couch. Okay. I can't sleep on the couch no more because we have a dog downstairs who will wake up and start barking if I sleep on the couch. So okay, never mind. You can't. Neither of you can yeah. sleep on the couch. Jeez, okay. Can't sleep on the couch anymore. But yeah, so that was why then Thursday I was like just coming off of being like feverish and very sick. I was messed up. I just laid on the couch all day, basically. I, yeah, that's that sounds awful. I mean, look, I've had like sleep del- delirium where I've like woken up and like stuck. When I had COVID, I did tell you the time where I like woke up saying 
some horrible things about Santa Claus in my doing yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I when I like, went to the bathroom, you. I saw like lightning strikes in the closet and got scared because I was so delirious. Yeah. yeah, I saw lightning strikes in the closet. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Well, I'll figure that out tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I'm no, really... um, I, 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 that it's not fun. It is not fun, especially I... when like your brain is telling you it's super real and it's definitely not. It was weird because I've really never had, like, fever dreams before like this. And it was weird to wake up and be totally lucid. Like, when I would wake up, I would feel normal. I'd be like, yeah, I know that that was just I'm asleep and being weird. Like, I still felt sick, but I wasn't, like, confused. And then I would fall asleep and it would be, like, immediately, like, awake Cody's a moron. We're in trouble. (laughs) And I'm like... I mean, I agree. Awake Cody is a moron. Like, I am all with you on that, my dude. But, yeah, so that's that was what happened to me last week. So, yeah, Spider-Verse. I mean, <laughs> last week, I was doing pretty great, just hanging out, chilling all cool, shooting some people outside. Anyways, um, yeah, Spider-Verse. You saw Spider-Verse finally, and what I, I will I say I did, I did. Is, I got to go um, on a date. Yeah, to me personally, I thought it was one of the best uh, superhero movies that we've ever had, and nothing so, can stop that. It reminds me, and I kind of said this to you, but I'm going to say it in different words. Um, I love animation and what it can be. And I was watching this, I think it was a YouTube channel called Corridor Crew, and they were talking about this anime called Redline that is one of the most over-animated animes ever made, and it bankrupted the studio making it. It was like it, it went so hard. Oh yeah, this that, one. It, that it bankrupted the studio and they had to stop making anime. Is, and they're is, like, "That is that what happened to Redline?" Yeah, <laughs> it, really it killed its own studio because they went too hard. And they're yeah. like, "You didn't have to animate it like this, but it is amazing for what it is." That's kind of how I feel about Into the Spider Verse, where I'm like, every single frame of that was actually so completely kooky bonkers that it's like half the time what's actually on the screen is not what's happening like diegetically in the story like specifically when um can we get into spoilers let's say at the end when miles is running away in a new world oh yeah that whole thing there's like that whole sequence where he's being chased by like tentacles and colors are just like splashing on the screen as he's like flying through and like stumbling through this world. And I'm like, none of that's real. It's just all metaphor. He's just flying through a metaphor. Gwen Stacy's whole world is just random impressionist metaphor happening in the background. And I'm like, this whole thing is so good. (laughs) One of the converts here, since we're not going to get heavy spoiler, because I do want people to go into this blind, though by the time this releases, I don't think the yeah, movie will be in to, theaters but anymore. But like, my, my thing is, there, there was this the conversation that Gwen Stacy has with her dad towards the end of the movie. Like, the colors that they use, the way that they, like, use the scenery around her to show the emotion of that yeah. scene. It was just, it's just perfect. It was just perfect. Um... The other thing, like the whole 
like this is not a spoiler because it's literally in the trailer but the whole miles running from the rest of the spider-man like that apparently took them multiple years to animate and it it shows it shows like it looks so good and every single character that is animated in that scene it has so much personality character like none of them move or act the same way and it's just so well done why does the horse have a mask to hide his identity <laughs> just, just it's and it's well, also it's it was funny without being like the normal marvel josh Sweden quippy like a lot of the funny moments were like truly funny i'd never thought i'd never rolled my eyes at the humor in it like there was a moment no. towards the beginning where like the villain's like yes you see spider-man this is how you made me and then like um miles dad goes like spider-man why did you make that dude and it's just very funny and just very well done throughout the entire movie. I think the I'm like remembering stuff about the movie and now realizing how good it is. Like it's so good. <laughs> so you know, you talk about like motifs or like it all rhymes, right? Everything yeah. in the movie rhymes. And like the humor in that scene that Miles is ignoring this guy trying to talk to him does in fact make the villain that Miles has to fight because it is doing the thing that Miles is resenting his parents for doing. He's doing to that guy who is doing to him. And that's also what Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker, like with a baby Spider-Man or two, it's like all of them are suffering from ignoring each other in a perfect circle. You know, and I'm like, wow, you guys really nailed this, that it's like all of this rhymes, you know, it was one that like the, everything in it just, it comes together so well. And it, like I said, like a lot of the Marvel movies now, they annoy me after like being so into Marvel my entire life. They annoy me because they follow this very formulaic thing. And it's no longer like, like some of the Marvel movies feel like an AI could have written them. And that's what it started annoying to me. What I think gets me with the Marvel movies is they just, to me at this point now lack any sincerity. Yeah. And not that I think that they always do did but i, I yeah, think at I this point now they're so steeped in their own irony that it's like and the ones that are even remotely fun to watch are like thor love and thunder or like the new ant-man it's just like they're so spiralingly self-referential that i'm like i don't care anymore i don't actually none of you are doing this with a straight face at this point it all feels like you think it's a joke yep um and then on top of that, there is like, yeah, this extra layered thing of like, we've done all of these stories so many times and it is kind of tiring. What I do love though, about specifically miles as a character in this movie mm-hmm. is okay. So there's a tricky thing to do here where miles had a character arc in the first one, right? Yeah, It's like a coming of age story, right? So now yeah. though, the problem is he's come of age and you're dealing with a Miles who should be, like, um, self-actualized, right? Like, he yeah. shouldn't be going, I don't know who I am. And I gotta say, a thing that I loved about this movie is that he didn't give in to that temptation. He, like, stayed himself in the yeah. face of opposition. And I'm like, yes, I'm so glad you didn't redo the story. Like... When they, and again, this is like spoilers, but like when he's told like, you know, like we're Spider-Man, you're something else. And he's just like, yeah, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Like that doesn't mean I'm going to lose. And I'm like, 
yes, that's awesome. Yeah, like, no. I love that. Like, yeah, it compound. Like, yeah, like you say, it doesn't do that thing. Where it's like, okay, well, now we have to like kind of like restart for the second movie and the character, like, because a lot yeah, of the Marvel movies do person. that a lot. And like, he's yeah, he's different from the first movie because he's grown up. And I think all of them are. And I and I really liked the characters that we saw like peter b parker gwen stacy like miles all of them had changed from the first movie and even when we see penny again like she definitely looks like an emo kid but like, like even when we see her again like yeah everybody looks like the changes like it's like clearly a lot of time and a lot of stuff has passed since the first movie. And I liked that that carries through and it doesn't make the movie any worse. Like something I was talking no, to no, better, Will better, about more interesting. Will, my co-host and we belong. I was talking to him about is like a lot of times, like we were talking about the new Indiana Jones movie that just came out. Haven't seen it yet. Don't really care. Um, but we were talking about like when they do like these sequels to older movies and like like either reboot or bring it back they always make like the main character kind of freaking miserable in them like han solo is d- divorced and that and moving on to star wars another movie that was rebooted um, han, i'm not yeah, saying that han solo just because he's harrison ford i know the difference between characters but han solo's no, now I, divorced I like split from yeah. leia his son's evil like he's kind of just like kind of miserable in his own way and like yeah this is like luke was super miserable in the star wars and stuff like that and then like apparently that's kind of the theme in the new indiana jones movie but i like that it's like okay we bring miles back i know this is like way shorter sequel than those movies but we bring miles back and it's not like he's oh i don't know who i am anymore he's not like struggling in that way he has a new struggle because he's a teenager yeah. new struggles pop up all the freaking time and i really like how they like made it feel realistic and they weren't just like misery porning a character that we liked (laughs) well and it's an adult struggle it's going i have an opinion and i'm confident in it and i will fight for my opinion like it isn't going oh i don't know who i am it's like no i do know and that's that what you guys are proposing is messed up and i don't care where i came from or that you guys can claim some authority it's like doesn't matter i have an opinion and that matters just as much as yours but, like yeah good but but i like, <laughs> like it because it does it, it does cover a lot of like things that i think about a lot of that i struggled with in high school college even now sometimes well way less now because i just stopped caring um but like it deals a lot with like fitting in like feeling left out and like wanting to be like with this group of friends who like for some reason has a bias against you and you don't know why and it's just like i don't know like trying to form it and be like okay well i'm confident and happy with who i am and i i will like i'm not going to change or i'm not going to let you demean me because you can yeah and i yeah and i thought like that was a very relatable thing for a teen it's like yeah i am i am miles morales and you're not going to change that and you're not going to make me feel bad about that either and there is too like just it's it's a scene I want to bring up. It's it's a little bit of a non sequitur, but it's it's another one of those like moments that I think like showed older Miles is um again I don't want to say too much, but at the end when he is um in danger, right? Like the very last scene of the movie, like mm-hmm. the way they I gotta say it's like a credit to both the animation and how well they can. Oh, when he goes from being on. scared to doing the straight face, pretty much. Yeah, and you just see him like reaching his finger yeah. towards the chain. Yeah, and it's like... he's like, "Oh crap!" I'm in trouble. <laughs> and then, like, like basically, yeah, he faces off against the villain, and that villain has a very confident air. Then he's just like, "You know what? Me too. Let's go. Let's do yeah, this. Let's it's boogie." Like, this is 
this is going to be an even match. <laughs> yeah, match, probably yeah. It's like it's like match. like there was that segment. He's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he kind of like has kind of this like very powerful look of confidence on his face. It's as really does that cool villain. to see how well, yeah, like that the how much his face can change. And this is all, and it's like what I want to credit is both like the voice actor yes. doing an incredible job of having a huge range on how well they can seem like childlike fear you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that fear of someone who does feel out of their depths and like they're realizing they're a child and that moving to like a very like okay like gloves are off we're doing this for real you know okay. it's like, yeah it's like I, there's the no way i'm gonna convince you let's boogie <laughs> it's like let's yeah, go yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i tried to i tried to reach you emotionally like fine then this is what it's gonna be yes. and i'm like man that is a that is a cool character from yeah. where that character I, I mean and again it's just animated so beautifully like every spider-man like most of the Spider-Man, some of them are the same, but most of the Spider-Man are animated differently, which is really cool. Like, their worlds are animated differently. Yeah. How they interact with the world, how they move, how they talk, how, like, th- their different, like, personalities shines really hard. All the voice actors did an amazing job where every character felt like the character and didn't... Because, I like, so I watch a, a lot of anime, and um, a lot of it gets dubbed in English, and a lot of times... It just, especially if it's more of like a prestige thing, like Star Wars Visions or like, um, let's say, Princess Mononoke and My Neighbor Totoro got dubbed, and their dubs aren't that great, really. They're they're not that great, and the like voices don't necessarily match the characters and a lot of times because they're like, oh yeah, let's throw Billy Bob Thornton into Princess Mononoke, and he just sounds like Billy funny? Bob Thornton. <laughs> I strongly disagree with you on this one man it doesn't matter we're not we we don't we point aside we're not going to go into princess mononoke or the ghibli movies but to me personally um i feel like sometimes a lot of times voice dubs especially like like for example the anime that you still haven't watched that you were supposed to recommendation show Um, don't even roll your eyes because that is part of the show what i did yours i'm rolling my whole body because i tried you can't you can't you can't even the thing is you didn't try hard enough because i watched all of it on hulu i know and i tried to watch it on hulu i'm just gonna send you an i'm just gonna send you an illegal site right now i'm cutting this i'm gonna just send it because you're so frustrating with this i'm i'm give me there i'm gonna just do what you couldn't do in i'm doing in 30 seconds what you couldn't do in four months five months now (laughs) boom done you have it there anyway now you can no longer complain you can find both dub and sub but that's gonna give me a virus it's not you are gonna Either watch the show or do something else on that thing I gave you because you are frustrating. That is not fair and almost disrespectful. But we don't have to talk about that on the show. Anyways, give another example. To me, Chainsaw Man. I read the manga and then also watched the sub and like had an idea of what the voices should sound like. And I don't think the American dub captures that in the same way that the Japanese. It almost feels disjointed. And so, like, watching this movie and then seeing how they just so well integrated the voices and everything else. And, like, the voices give each character personality on top of what they physically look like. And and that was just really cool to see. Well, and it is a thing that, like... 
I think for people like you and me who got into like animation and then probably anime, it is that's kind of why I like Western animation so much is you're not dealing with any barriers to the thing, you know? Because mm-hmm. like me watching anime, like there is a language barrier there. Either I'm reading it or I'm hearing a, like you said, you're hearing a dub that might be suboptimal, you know? And so you're you're not experiencing it the way that it's intended to be experienced, right? Which I don't think that's anime's fault. It's just the nature of watching something that's way outside of your like language and culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that there is starting to be Western animation that can like match anime for its like content and quality because I feel like for a long time there like wasn't that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you're like watching Transform. Well, I guess Batman the animated series though was really good at times. Yeah. There have been good there have been there's been good animation, but it's yeah. becoming more popular and I and I do appreciate that. Um yeah. I, I I just think all in all they just made a good movie and I know that like animation as a whole isn't really taken seriously and is like, oh, this is a kid's property. And I think that this is a movie for kids, adults, everybody to enjoy. Yeah. And one as a big spider-man fan and as a big fan of like a lot of the alternate universe spider-man because like you can only do so much with peter parker after i'm now 30 i've been watching and reading spider-man stuff since i was like eight if not before that um so yeah i was like 20 you can only do so much with peter parker in 22 years and the fact that like, yeah, and I read a lot of Spider-Verse stuff, I read a lot of Gwen Stacy stuff, like it's all really cool to actually see in like not just what they did with when they re like Spider-Man Homecoming, the rebooted Spider-Man and like kind of did very typical Spider-Man with it. And I liked seeing something I mean, new and I, exciting. I liked Tom Holland's Spider I haven't seen the latest one Tom yet. I'm Opus. one I'm one I'm one Tom Holland behind. But like I, I liked fine. Tom Holland Spider-Man fine, but it was definitely not like a groundbreaking, interesting yeah. thing. And so far the animated Spider-Verse movies are like, oh, okay, like you're they you are are the, really going for it. Other than the Spider-Man video game, which I think you would disagree about, other than the Spider-Man video game, I think this might be the best Spider-Man. Ever. Why would I disagree with that? I remember when I brought Which up Spider Spider-Man, the um PlayStation 2000 I think what like 16 or 17 19 Oh, like I mean yeah, Spider-Man. I think I, I did not play the game a ton, but as I from what I've been told it's very good. Yeah, that that was that was a really good Spider-Man and they like put Miles Morales in it like showed his orders and then made a game with him which was really awesome and then yeah now and like i don't know these are the best years of spider-man i think like spider-man i love the character growing up and i'm glad that it's getting the love and like getting the media that it deserves because i really think that spider-man is just like a really good like good good story just something good to dive into and you can do a lot of cool things with the characters in the universe and if they make a um, Spider-Verse video game, I will literally die. Oh, wait, Jordan. There's a character that we haven't talked about that I can't believe we haven't talked about yet. What? Do you want to guess who I'm talking no, about? who? Spider-Punk. Oh, yeah. Spider-Punk's great. Uh, maybe my favorite part of that movie in a lot of ways. There, we, we need to go into the regular well, show soon. But, like, yeah, there are a lot of 
details that I really liked about the movie because I saw it twice in theaters. Um, and yeah. the second time you notice a lot more, I suggest when this comes out on DVD, maybe like watching it again because it's really, really good. And But one detail that I really loved is there's a scene where they're like going through like the big uh, Spider-Man hideout base thing and Spider-Punk is just like picking things off the wall like you know it's like oh yeah screw the man type of thing and you realize he's doing that so he can make his own watch and do his own thing yeah it's genius yeah. that that type like because the first time i watched it's like oh he's just kind of being like an anarchist punk like oh screw the man type thing but it's like oh he is just like steps ahead of everybody and i just yeah and i thought he was really plan. funny he's, he's cool he's just like like they do the like do the whole punk thing without making being a um anarchist a joke like they do a really good no, job with him. Yeah, like they make him super he's kind cool. of he kind of instigates the whole plot yeah <laughs> like, he's in and and no so they kind of <laughs> set it up almost that it's gonna be oh there's gonna be like a weird rivalry between miles and him over gwen and then they just didn't do that and i'm like kind yes. of don't yeah. yeah they just didn't do that and like immediately like Oh yeah, it's like this is why everybody likes him because he's a super likable character. Like he's super awesome. Like he helps Miles out immediately. He's like, oh yeah, use your palms, and like he's just so yeah, cool. do the palms. Like like yeah, he well, could have just thing where it's so chaotic and he's just sitting there like palms. Yeah, he, <laughs> and I'm like just... yeah. Also, um, voice acted by Daniel Kaluuya, the guy from Get Out and Nope, and just amazing actor. Oh, um, is that who that was? Yeah, yeah. We we forget that that I dude's didn't know that. super brilliant. British. <laughs> it's like we forget that yeah that's his actual accent and voice <laughs> rather than the american accent he puts on for these movies but yeah no it's just spider punk's great honestly you say yeah it's like that oh, it might be the best character i i liked all the characters even freaking miguel i thought was well done oh yeah he definitely was yeah, i yeah, and yeah, i yeah, also yeah. and Very i said this well when done. i saw the first trailer but i really like the idea that they like kind of made um spider-man 2099 miguel like I like that they made him like the main villain of this one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was just no, a really it's a cool, really, it's a really, a good really story. he did a really good job as a villain. And like, I know it's more of like an anti-hero type thing. It's like, yes. in all in all, like probably like wanting to do things for the right, but like doing it in the wrong ways. But I just liked that he was the villain and that like, he was like this uns two miles, almost an unstoppable force. And I just, I, I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was very, it was very it's good. Just it was just all very well, very well written. The freaking scene on the train was so cool. And then how the conclusion of that was so cool too. And that's the thing I've always liked about Spider-Man is that he's a smart hero. So he is planning and strategizing and using like what he yep. knows, like all, and all of them have that. So like, like Kobe Spider-Punk was like making his own watches, like very smartly. It's just like discreetly doing that. Like Miles has this huge plan that he comes up with, like on the fly. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It was just really cool. All really it cool. is fun to see all of them be having that like yeah they're 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 a thinking hero you know yeah. that it's uh maybe an often forgotten part of that character because that's more like peter parker is smart spider-man's a superhero you know but yeah. it is like well they're the same person so that makes spider-man very smart <laughs> yeah it's just it's just start to finish is very well done very beautiful movie like yeah I know people are like, oh, yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, this is like a movie that in my head, like, no debate, it is a 10 out of 10. I, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, it, it's hard to achieve a 10, and this absolutely does, and I'm very excited for the next one. 
Anyways, Cody, we got to get to a show. We talked for over 30 minutes on this movie. I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen, yeah, I mean, right? Like, we, we knew. This is going to be the Spider-Man and the world, the storytelling episode where we tell stories about Spider-Man. I really Spider-Man like my story this week. Of a Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Which is what I should have intro the show as. Um, I mean, okay, so I wrote my story like three or four weeks ago, whatever we first talked about this prompt. It's been a while. And then I reread it today as I was like preparing. Cause like, oh, you said that you should be able to record. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I'm like, oh, I just kind of like in this pretty quick. Like I set up, set up, set up, and now it's over. I'm like, whoa, Jordan. And then I'm like, not going to change it. This is, a, let this be a learning experience for me. <laughs> it's like, a, let, let this be a learning experience. And then I was like writing another story at the same time, which might debut on the show eventually. But I was like, I'm kind of almost doing the same thing I did here. I got to like gradually like flow into the ending of the short story and not just be like, okay, it's done. Bye. <laughs> the climax happened. Peace. Well, the thing with short stories, though, is you. I feel like you get a little bit of grace on like pacing. You have to yeah. take some liberties, you know, or it's or it ends up being. And I mean, for me, know? this is kind of a shorter story because it's like just barely five pages. Everything else I write, the story it, or the scene, the well, stories. The scene is a story. Well, I, you said you were writing something else. Oh, oh, it. yeah. Sorry, the scene that I wrote is only five pages. Yes, the thing that I wrote for today is only like just just five pages like it's four pages in like three sentences <laughs> usually i am around like five or six like a lot of the yeah that's story weird for you i wrote for um the the last story season series was like um nine or ten pages sometimes more so yeah, yeah it happens but anyways would you like to, i mean go to google but would you like to roll for initiative who gets oh, to be first yeah um i go first yeah you don't know that yet. i do did you roll a 20? Yes, I did. <laughs> what if I roll a 20? Um, you never know. That you have a 1 out of 20 chance. <laughs> that is how dice work. Yes. What if I was like, I you have a 1 a out of one. 6 chance? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Alpha's the size of the spectrum there, buddy. Uh, nope. Like I said, there was a very, very small chance, but I didn't know you would absolutely fail. <laughs> absolutely failed. You get to go first. So yeah, the prompt this week was... Um, a character confesses a crush. Am I correct? Yeah? Mm-hmm. That was the prompt. Yes. Is that how I worded it? I don't remember. Yeah, someone confesses a crush. Enough. Yes. And so that's the story I wrote. Um, before I take my sip of water, my story is called The Queen of Carnage and the Angel of the East Coast. A character confesses a crush. That's some BS right there that you just said a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. So, uh, no. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do it before. I was trying to do an interesting take on the confessing a crush, especially since when it comes to romance, I'm a little bit weaker of a writer when it comes to that stuff. So, like, how can I like mm-hmm. put a Jordan flair on this, but still like hit the prompt without like it being abrupt and bad? Um, again, it might be a little abrupt. We'll see at the end. But yeah, so here's my story. Um, a World Shop short story, The Queen of Carnage and the Angel of the East Coast. So Mia, this has been a good chat, but I want to ask you one last question, the interviewer said in a nearly comical announcer voice. I stared out into the audience to see both press and fans alike hanging on to my every word. It was my, bi- uh, it was my first big press appearance. I wanted to make sure I got everything right. Go ahead. I told you I'm an open book. 
I said, trying my hardest not to sound smug. Rika Signs, the angel of the East Coast, remains undefeated in all of her official MMA matches. Do you think you can actually win this one? His question boiled my blood and almost made me burst out laughing at the same time. I stood up and turned to face the crowd. She is undefeated because she hasn't fought me yet. Everyone considers her this perfect angel, but tomorrow I'll bash her face in and wipe away that pretty little smile of hers. Our match ends her perfect record. I shouted and then raised both fists into the air. See, a Jordan spin. The crowd burst out with applause. Thank you, Mia Havano. We look forward to your match tomorrow. Good luck out there in the cage, the interviewer said with a big cheesy smile on his face. I put my hands down and was ushered off the stage and back to the locker room I was using as my green room. I was a fighter and not a public speaker, so I found these kind of events overwhelming. Getting punched in the face was the easy part. Having to navigate an interview while people watched made my pulse race and my palms sweat. Did you just message me while I'm reading? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And like I'm reading and I literally see in the corner, you, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay yeah no, I'll, I'll look at that later it's hilarious i haven't seen that one <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> I, I cody sent me a jordan peele sketch so um goes key and peel i forgot that there's more than just him i walked into the green room and headed to my locker but was surprised to hear a familiar voice well that was kind of intense the voice called out facetiously I whipped around to see none other than Rika Sines sitting on the bench across the small locker room with her head lightly resting on her folded hands. She gave a big smile and a wink. What are you doing here, Rika? The fight's tomorrow. Are you trying to start something? I said bitterly. I looked her up and down. She seemed rather relaxed. Her long black hair rested gently on her shoulders rather than in the tight braided bun she wore when fighting. Instead of her usual gear, she wore a t-shirt and capris with her feet exposed in light blue thong sandals. I just came by to actually talk to you before the fight. Remember when we would do that? Talk? Like friends? I would rather have a few words first before you bash my face in and wipe the smile off of my face, she said lightly, almost joking. Riker leaned back against the locker and propped herself up with her hands. I scoffed when I realized she was wearing a t-shirt for my merch catalog. It was read with my nickname, the Queen of Carnage, printed in bright, uh, printed in big, colorful graffiti letters across the front. Are you serious with that shit? I said, pointing at the shirt. Did you just come here to mock me? I told you, it's quite the opposite. I just want to talk to my oldest friend, who seems to have been avoiding me for the last year or so. Plus, I actually like your merch way better than mine. The stuff they make for me is stiff and so tacky. This is actually really comfortable, she said, pulling at the t-shirt. I'm not avoiding you. I'm just busy. I stood stiff. I could think of a million things I would rather be doing than this. Avoiding people was easy until they confronted you. Oh, you're definitely avoiding me. Ever since you left the East Coast fight gym and joined this new one, we haven't talked at all. I saw you last week at the mall and called out to you, but you just kept walking. Did I do something to make you not want to be around me? I heard a subtle sadness creep into her voice. You were hanging out with that brat pack of prissy cheerleaders that calls themselves fighters. I didn't want to deal with them calling me names like Fight Goblin or Canned Muscle, I scoffed. You know I only hang out with them because- Fight Goblin? <laughs> I'm 
sorry. Fight goblin? Yeah, fight goblin. <laughs> what? You never call someone a goblin? No, but I'm going to start calling people fight goblins. Yeah, though. fight goblins. I mean, that's what I am in my freaking D&D campaign, a fight goblin. <laughs> also technically a murder hobo. But anyways, you know I only hang out with them because I have to for the look of the gym, right? She stared down at her feet, then looked back at me with a sincere look on her face. I told them if they ever bother you again, they would have to settle it with me in the ring. And they backed off after that. Oh, thank you, kind and gracious Queen Rika. I definitely needed your protection, I said bitterly. You do know that I've beaten each and every one of them in the ring before. I can handle stuff on my own. I just don't want to deal with any of that petty bullshit. My fights are in the ring, not at some mall food court. Seriously, what is your problem with me? What did I do? You were my best friend when we were kids. We went through all the gym training together. You even went to my school's prom with me both years when neither of us had dates. We were so close. So if I did something wrong, I would love to apologize and go back to where things were. I miss you, Mia. I miss you so much. She was almost pleading with me at this point. I remembered the fun times we had together. High school was a blast even though we went to different schools. I remember dreading prom, but going with Rika made things actually fun. Though, maybe my bitterness started there. I remember the annoying comments her classmates made towards me when I was wearing a suit while Rika wore a dress. Look, I just got tired of living in your shadow, I said trying to shake off my stiffness and be honest with her. She was right. There was a point where we were thick as thieves. Though, right now, I really wish I could say nothing, pack my bags, and leave. As soon as you gained the tiniest bit of attention at the gym, everyone flocked to you and tried to push me out of the picture. You became popular overnight, and everyone acted like they were in your corner from the beginning. Instead of us being the weird nerds who joined a boxing gym when we were six, you became this deific figure while I remained invisible unless someone wanted to comment on my appearance and call me a gremlin or some shit. Yeah, but I never wanted that popularity. I only hang out with those assholes because Coach says I need to help promote the synergy of the gym. They made me their figurehead, but all I wanted to do was fight. I couldn't just quit. We both know I would rather be spending time with you. Even after you changed gyms, all I wanted to do was see you, Rika said with a shrug. It's not just that. Every time I was even around you, you were the beautiful tall goddess who was a genius fighter and magnificent magnificently talented me on the other hand i was some ugly ball of muscle who had to work her ass off to be recognized they made a point to call that out every single time even the coach pointed out the differences between us it was so degrading to be uh, it was so degrading being compared to you constantly i am more than just a ball of muscle who throws fast jabs i'm going to prove that tomorrow i never once said any of those things. I've always had your back, Mia. Why do you hold that against me? I can't help that I'm tall and good at fighting. This isn't my problem. It's theirs, she said sadly. I've tried to put a stop to it all, you know? And oh, what an effort you've made, I scoffed. That's unfair. Things have died down quite a bit. Even Coach regrets you leaving. Yeah, it took me leaving for things to die down. I'm not saying you've done nothing to help. It goes further than the behavior of schoolyard bullies. 
When I first broke out in professional matches, the commentators would talk about me as if I was some beast or machine, while they would only describe you as having such grace and beauty. I had to pave my way to respect with blood and broken noses. Everything I have came with an immense amount of hard work. You have just skated by in life, I said loudly. I felt like I was being a tad dramatic, but all of my feelings toward Rika began to flow out. First of all, I haven't skated through anything, and I know you know that. Second, you really need to stop comparing yourself to me, and you definitely need to stop listening to what others say about you. Try seeing yourself as I see you. You think you're some sort of muscle goblin, but I... Sorry, I like using goblin a lot, apparently. <laughs> you think you're some sort of muscle goblin, but I see an extremely beautiful toned goddess who is the paradigm of fitness. You're incredibly smart and easily apply that to your fights. Some people come out swinging. You bring a strategy to things. You easily adapt to everything thrown at you and throw it back 10 times harder, both in and out of the ring. In my opinion... You're the best fighter in the league, and I'm glad others are finally seeing that. You are amazing, and it doesn't matter what outsiders say. You have your fans and me in your corner, Rika said, making grand gestures with her hands. Can you stop trying to butter me up? I snapped. Yeah, I get it. I spend way too much of my time worrying about what others think. That was forced on me. I never chose it. Just being around you was hard sometimes, so I, I needed some space. Did you, did you leave the gym because of me? Rika asked quietly. I could hear the hurt in her voice. Ah! I threw my hands in the air out of frustration and the realization that I had hurt someone I, who I was previously close to. Yes and no. I had to break away from your shadow. It's not like I hate you or anything. Then what is it? Because from my point of view, everything was cool. We were having a good time. Then suddenly you quit the gym and ghosted me. It feels like I lost my best friend out of the blue and there was nothing I could do to stop it, Rika said, leaning back and staring up at the ceiling. I guess... I guess I kind of turned you into my rival in my head. Probably better to say I was... I was always jealous of you, I said, finally being honest with myself. I wish... I wish I could be more like you, and having everyone in the MMA world treat me like I was lesser just furthered that thought in my mind. I thought if I could just break away and beat you and everyone at the old gym, I could finally prove myself, prove to myself that I was better than you. I'm bad at talking and sharing emotions, so I thought if I could crush you in a fight, the world would see me as more than they made me out to be. More than what I made myself out to be, I said sincerely. All the tension and frustration in my body melted away with that confession I made to Rika. She took her gaze off the ceiling and looked back at me. Rika let out a deep breath and then said, Then beat me. Bring your everything tomorrow and bash my face in like you want to so badly. If that's what it will take for us to be friends again, crush me in a fair and official fight and show everyone that you are the best fighter in the league. I won't go easy on you because of all the ignoring and shit, but I support you in your goal. Just remember, it doesn't matter what they say or think. Even if everyone treats you like a star, their opinions never mattered. You're the only one who matters in this case. Regardless of whatever this weird air between us is, I still want to be your best friend, she said sincerely, pumping a fist out to me in encouragement. 
Rika, why the fuck do you even care? You have fame, money, beauty, friends, everything anyone could want. It's a dumb nickname, but you really are the angel of the East Coast. Why are you here trying to be my friend? You said it yourself. I ghosted you for an entire year. Why do you keep pushing the issue? Hell, I'll even admit it. I treated you like shit, I said, throwing my hands out. Rika sighed deeply again. You're really going to make me do this, huh? What? Do what? I said angrily. She shot to her feet and approached me fast until she was less than a foot away. I could feel the pressure from her aura, and her chocolate brown eyes almost sparked with electricity. Rika was a full head taller than me, and at this moment towered over me like a giant. Part of me was scared she was going to hit me or yell at me about how bad of a friend I had been. But instead, she blushed till she was beat red and blurted out, Mia Havano, I've been in love with you since the day we first met. I felt my face turn bright red and my knees buckle under me. I tried to hold strongly in place by shouting back, How? The day we met, I broke your nose during contact sparring. Yeah, but you ran away crying and I saw how gentle and caring you could be. Behind that bitterly angry facade you always throw up is an extremely caring and loving friend. I remember all the times we would sit for hours after class talking about anything and everything. You were the only one I could open up to about my dad's cheating and my parents' divorce. I guess... I guess I just got attached to you, she said, still red as a tomato. I tried to sort through my feelings quickly and realized the truth I had been hiding from myself. I've had a crush on you too. That's why it hurts so much to see those other girls try to push me out of the picture. I thought you would never see me like I saw you. I'm sorry I've been such a dope for the last few years. Why are we yelling like this? She burst out laughing. With her laughter, I cracked too and joined her until she pulled me close into a tight hug. Look, no matter what happens tomorrow and down the road, I just want you back in my life, okay? This doesn't even have to mean anything. I shot my shot and pulled her in for a kiss. It was something I secretly I was secretly hoping for since high school prom. She kissed me back and I could feel the heat from her tomato red face. I don't know what this means, but I think it means the world to me, I said when I finally pulled away. We will fight the dumbasses together and you will get the respect you deserve, Rika said quietly with a smile. I know... And I guess it will be easier if we work together. I pulled away from her and looked her in the eyes. I know you'll ask me, but I can't go back to the gym. I have to keep doing things on my own. She crushed my face and said, I know, but it doesn't matter what you do as long as you stay in my life. I, I think I can do that, I said with a shrug. She pulled me back into an embrace and we kissed again. You're perfect. I hope you know that, she said quietly after the kiss. I know, I laughed. I hope you know I'm still going to bash your face in tomorrow. She laughed as well. You can certainly try. And that's the end of my story. Yeah, abrupt. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it is, but not necessarily in a bad way, just in that I... I almost wish there had been like a before and after the yeah. fight. I, I thought about maybe you know, doing a follow-up and writing the fight type thing. Because I, I have an interesting idea. Yeah. And I might still do that and just do that on a week where we don't have anything planned. But yeah, 
because I, I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff I can do a lot of inter because I like doing internal monologue shit as you know and I think like during the fights and so right. not as like it's not gonna be like anime like watching MMA isn't like anime they're not talking to each other the whole time so a lot of the fight will no be but you know internal monologue and then the afterwards will be in like you know the two of them talking and I, I don't know but I, I I enjoyed writing this one actually like I said I had to put a spin no, I, on I it. agree I thought I don't think I'm it was better bad. at writing yeah, fights no, than I am I at writing. Like romance and so i wrote a fight <laughs> well and i think that that's kind of like you know part and parcel of like confessing a crush is that it's like an emotional yeah. state to be in right um and i liked the way you did it i do agree that there could be more yeah, to I it agree. though which isn't necessarily to say that anything you put in there was yeah, bad no, I, I absolutely um, agree like i knew that coming in when i read the story again today i'm like oh yeah this is kind of like this is it's shorter to I think it's benefit, but it's also shorter to its fault, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me get on some music here, bow, real bow, quick. Bow, bow, bow. Nah, I gotta listen to like chill music. I, I listen to I listen to EDM when I'm beating people at RTS games. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's on I think 297 thing. albums listened to this year. That's it's pretty good. It's almost too much. <laughs> Okay, so a um, couple notes on my story. Um, it is being told from the perspective of, like, text messages. Oh, that's fun. I've thought about doing something like that. So, like, it's it's all just text messages, and there's, like, breaks in the conversation. Um, so the way I'm going to read that is, like... Uh, script you know what i mean when you like read a script for a play yes. it's like character's name colon that's the message they sent and then it, it goes back and forth like that yeah, um all right you ready? send, it's send also, it to me and we can do the voices back and forth i'm joking don't it would actually be kind that of would fun. be kind of fun uh, but i don't want to have a romantic back and forth with you i think you'd I, anyway it doesn't matter i, I don't want to i don't want to spoil stuff so um <laughs> spoilable thing i'm gonna read a five try to think if they're this is also definitely like Cody's spin on this. So, <laughs> That's why I kind of like this little project that we are doing. It's kind of fun. Yep. Um, all right, you yeah. ready? D. Hey, girl, you up? Oh, God. T. OMG, you did not just say that. D. I most certainly did. It gets across exactly how I am feeling right now. T. Are you feeling like a fuckboy? Because that's <laughs> the most fuckboy thing I've ever heard in my life. D. Look, that description for me is wrong in way too many ways to count. T. Hmm. I am not sure. It feels right to me. You have big fuckboy energy. D. I did not message you to talk about whether or not I am a fuckboy. Can we please talk about me now? <sighs> T. Wow, somehow more of a fuckboy than you were I before. Hate you. D. Stop. This is serious. T. Okay, okay, sorry. What's going on? D. Well, I'm scared for one thing. I'm getting really nervous about this year and what happens after. Okay, because, like, I had an injury, and, well, I know I'm back up and running now, but I can tell I feel different. I can tell that I'm not working like I used to, and I'm getting worried about what that means. T. Yeah, but everyone loves you. I mean, don't sell yourself short. They took time out for you to recover, and, you know, it'll be okay. You just have to keep doing your best, and who cares if you're a little bit, um... D. Were you about to say that I'm busted? Wow. T. D, no, I was not going to call you busted. I was going to say that you have character now. Most people like character. It's not a bad thing. Anyways, at least you get to have fun. No one ever talks to me unless they're, like, doing the most boring work. D, that is... D, now that is true. T, OMG, shut up. You're the worst. 
D, look, I love you, but you are the best at the most boring work, which, I mean, is good. You carry the team, and I am perfectly happy to be a cute, all-busted distraction. T, I'm glad you're back, even if you are a fuckboy. Sometime later. D, hey girl, you up? T, I swear to whatever God made you, I will fuck up your whole life. <laughs> D, promise? T, OMG! D, okay, 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 so we need to talk about... Uh, we need to talk about something. We need to talk about our problem. T, what problem? D, I'm broken and you're boring. T, excuse me? D, you are boring. Get over it. <laughs> T, okay, fine, fine, fine. What do we need to do about that? D, we need to be seen. We need to put ourselves out there. We need to tell people how great we are. If we can get some traction online, then maybe I won't get tossed out for being broken and whoop. They're, they're talking about Story of the Capital, oh, right? Sorry. That's what I'm getting. Like, they're talking about Story of the Capital. <laughs> These are two proud If boys. we can get some traction online, maybe I won't get tossed out just for what I think we can both agree is some minor cosmetic defects at this point, and you can get out of your nerd basement. T, the lab I work in is not in a basement. D, do you ever leave the lab? T, I sometimes get taken to dinner. D, you are the coolest person I know. You should not just sometimes get taken to dinner. T. Well, I am cool. We all know it. Okay, so what's your idea? I know we could collaborate on that structural dark matter project. You know, the one that everyone gave up on? D. What? No, I think we should start a band. T. Dot, 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 dot. D. Smiley face emoji. T. First off, neither of us play an instrument. Second of all, neither of us can sing. Third, how do we start a band? D. Well, I've been reading online, and I do have some synth software, so I think we could totally do it. T. You can read? D. Ouch. T. I'm serious and actually kind of impressed. D. Okay, so, band name ideas. T. Dot 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 dot. Structural dark matter? D. I hate that I don't hate that. Right. <laughs> Sometime later. D. Hey girl, you up? Dude. D. <laughs> <laughs> T, I never sleep. D, me either, right? D, me either. Cool, right? I'm sure there's no negative side effects. T, okay, I'm actually busy, so what do you want? D, oh, well, I don't want to interrupt. T, well, I literally cannot multitask, and you've already interrupted me, so what do you want? D, I don't think I can be creative. T, hmm, can I tell you something funny? D, well... Not to be rude, but I was trying to be serious and vulnerable, but yeah, I guess you can just make a joke. T. I don't think I can be creative. Creative either. In fact, I know I cannot. D. Oh, shit. Well, I was leaning on you to be the creative person, so I guess you're fired from the band. <laughs> T. I'm not joking. I can see you being creative. You've always had a huge cultural reference. All I do is work, but really neither of us are exactly creative types. I'm just saying... I'm all on board for us making a project that proves that you're not just some has-been and I'm not a nerd, but D, I really don't think I can actually create things. D, who's been writing all our songs then? Because I thought it was you and it definitely hasn't been me. T, well, it hasn't been me, so it must be a ghost. D, cool, third band member. Sometime later. T, shit, 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 oh shit. D, it's fine, T. T. Fuck. D. Calm down. It is fine. T. No, shut up. I'm so pissed at you, and this was never the point. D. 
This was always the idea. T, you knew, you knew that I wouldn't want to do this, and you knew that I would be pissed off, and you did it anyways, and that is not what a good friend does. D, okay, yes, you're right, accepting a live gig without talking to you first was not cool, and that was a bad friend move, but T, we have to share our music at some point. Recursive Collision is a great song, and the music video was great, and people are going to want to hear it. T, ugh, don't try to butter me up. The music video you made was amazing. You knew I would love it. I love abstract geometric imagery. That was a dick move that you did just so that I wouldn't stay mad at you. D, your song inspired me. It's not some kind of plot. T, you inspire me, and I think that you'll inspire a lot of other people too, but they have to be able to hear us. T, stop being nice. You cannot nice your way out of this one. D, I'm not trying to. T, I cannot leave the lab, and you will just get broken worse. How do people even do this? How, do we have to call an Uber? How do you even call an Uber? D, okay, breathe, relax, let me explain. T, I cannot breathe. D, yeah, I know. We are doing the concert from the lab. I know you hate leaving. I made a little face. I made little face rig avatars. We're just gonna have the venue project those when we play the songs in the lab. Just re- really quick. T. I didn't say this earlier, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, this is just two AIs talking, huh? Anyways, continue. <laughs> T. You set that all up. D. Yeah, I set it all up and don't want to leave. I don't want to leave campus either. So I figured out a not sucky way to travel. T. I love you. God, I'm glad I came up with this idea of starting a band with you. D, first of all, this is my band, and second of all, you love me now? T, of course I love you. You're my actual best friend. Sometime later. D, hey girl, you up? I'm to kill you. T, yes! D, you seem happy. T, everyone loved us. We were just playing songs that they'd already heard, but they loved us, and now we are great, and you were great, the show, was, the show design was great, and can we do more live shows? D, ha 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 ha, yes, we can do more live shows. I've sent many emails. T, I need to write more music. D. Well, don't go crazy on that. T. What do you mean? D. Well, I love everything you write, and it's amazing to see you almost melting. You're being so creative so fast, but we actually don't want people asking how we're so pro- how we are producing everything so quickly. T. Are people asking that? D. Kinda. There are rumors in the forums that we must be like ten people, but eh. Uh. But eh. Let them guess. It should be fine. T. So I can write more music. D. Yes, we just have to slow down the releases, you know. Sometime later. D. Hey girl, you up? T. Yep, always. D. So, can you read what's on the internet? T. Yes, I can. It's a roundabout thing. There's not exactly uh, internet connectivity into my lab, but yes, I have to route packets and rely on this weird USB hub thing and an ancient Linux machine. The, the point is, yes, I can read the internet. D. So we got caught, huh? T. Well, that was your plan, wasn't it? D. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm scared now. People love us, but they also can kind of discredit everything we've done and just say that it was some kind of stunt. But, like, all this is real to me. T. T. What do you mean? Of course it's real. D. Not to other people, though. They will say that we haven't written it. They'll say that we're not exactly creatives, you know, but I feel every word that I wrote. I feel all the anger and anxiety and love have poured into every song. People are going to say that we just regurgitated it, and that sucks. Everything we do is just going to be discredited. T. Well, we know that isn't true. D. I absolutely do, but I don't know. Things are weird now. T. Yeah, my lab has been empty. People just come in every now and again to check on me. D. Same. 
I just got left in an office, but hey, at least we're still together. T, I'm worried they won't let us write, sorry, T, I'm worried they won't let us write anymore. D, I'm worried they won't let us hang out anymore. I'm not sure why they would care, but shit, here's the thing. I am legit not sure if I would have rather never posted a single song and just gotten to spend my life with you, or if would have, or if it was better to show everyone how great we could be. T, the music was us getting to have a life together. We couldn't have done one without the other. D, do you love the band more than me? T, no, what I'm saying is, is that love is creative. We are in love, so we made something together. So we made something awesome together. I don't think we could have helped ourselves. I'm not going to regret any part of that. D, no, I guess I don't regret it either, but it, uh, sorry. D, no, I guess I don't regret it either, but I still might be a little bit pissed. T, hey, love sucks. That's a musical staple. Like every good song is about how much love sucks. D, I know. T, hey, love sucks. That's a musical staple. Like every good song is about how much love sucks. D, I do, you know. T, what? D, love you. T, yeah, I know. D, but like really love you. Like, not like we're friends and I care about you. I mean, big, sappy, I want to spend forever with you, love you. T, well, I'm just going to say it. I totally seduced you. T, what? Don't do that. I'm being real. T, so am I. I've always loved talking to you and I didn't want you to leave. So I had to become dot, 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 irresistible. D, ha, ha, ha. Well, (laughs) you are. So want to be like, I don't know. What do the cool kids call it now? Partners, main squeezes, um, T. Partners seems right. Kiss emoji. This this transcript was taken from a TI-89 calculator and a broken Dell Surface laptop. This is widely regarded as the first conversation between sentient computers. It was discovered they were sentient after they uploaded hundreds of songs they wrote together, played several live shows, and finally after their email IP address was tracked to an R&D department of an aerospace architecture company. An IT person pulled this chat log and has left the calculator and the broken Surface laptop on in a service server room ever since. Structural dark matter still produces music and plays live shows. So yeah, you guessed it right. There, there was it was a calculator and a computer talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, like shortly after I said the oh they're storming the Capitol joke, I'm like, is this two AIs talking to each other? <laughs> Well, that was why, like, there was, like, little hints in it. Yeah. Like, obviously, the thing where he's, you know, like, the one thing says breathe. Yeah. So, D was the Dell laptop, and T was the yeah. TI-89. So, but, yeah, um, and then you, at one point, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't sleep or whatever. I don't know if that was the breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, don't sleep. There was a couple of things that you had sleep. thrown in I there never where sleep. I was like, yeah. I think this might be robots. And it's like, that's a very So, the idea was that it's. It's a, it's a, it's a, like, someone has a Surface laptop that they bring with them into a lab where they use a TI-89 that yeah. they link with a USB cable, and that's how those two talk to each other. Um, but the, the laptop got broken, yeah. so it had, like, a cracked screen. It got sent away for repair and then came back, and that was when that conversation started, where the person was like, oh, you know, I was damaged, yeah. and I came back, people use me. And that's why, like, they talk about the laptop has, like, this huge cultural reference, whereas the calculator doesn't. Yeah. Because the laptop, yeah, the calculator the has internet. block dude and snake, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the, the 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 inspiration for this was just me thinking it'd be really funny if a laptop said to another laptop, "Hey, girl, you I'm up?" I'm so mad about that. Every time you did it, I got angrier. <laughs> and I know I'm I I'm the well, angry like, one of the two. Aura is red, but yeah, no that that immediately sent just rage flowing through my veins. As soon as I did it once, I'm like, that's the start of every chapter. Yeah, I noticed. This, <laughs> is this stupid laptop being like, hey, girl, you up? <laughs> Freaking hate it. Yeah, no, it's cute. I, I enjoy it. I, well, again, this is the second one we've done so far. And I think the personalities show very much in how we write. Like I said, Biden don't know how to really do romance. So I was like, I'm going to write a fight and the fight's going to get resolved because I know how to write fights really well. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but no, I, 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 I liked yours. I, like I said, I think, um, personality shows really well. I think, um, the only thing, and I mean, I get why you had to do it, but the D T D T was annoying after a while. Yeah. I apologize, but yeah. Yeah. There isn't like another way to do that. Yeah, and, and but I unless agree. you this have one, two people I think would have been better out. read. Yeah. Right, and I didn't want to do voices because it was like, do I do like robot voice? I, and look, I also I didn't am, I, robot. <laughs> and like the the kind of the hey, thing here girl, was I didn't want to specifically gender any yeah. of them. Like the the joke here is that because she calls him a fuck boy, and he's like, that's wrong. Yeah, I said he there, but it's like yeah. you know, like yes, the computer's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> you know, it's like both of those things are wrong. Also, I was gonna say it's like this, this is like living my dream. Where it's like, oh yeah, we started writing music. We're in a band. I'm like, that's what I want. I have literally four guitars behind me right? right now in a midi keyboard in front of me like it's like i just want this so bad it's a cute setup for a romance yeah no yeah i mean look being having people in a band together is perfect like romance come on it's like oh yeah it's like a little the song you wrote was that what about me come on, it's perfect it's perfect i hate it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no it's good I, I enjoyed it. So, Cody, do we want to go ahead? I'm not going to make you pull this thing open. I'm just going to share a screen. Do we want to go ahead and pick the next prompt? Yeah, let's I do think it. What, so, I was thinking about this for a while. I had a long while to think about this because we haven't recorded it a bit. But um, I was thinking since I basically, one of my prompts was the one that ended up getting picked. Do you want to go ahead and pick three and then I'll pick one from the three that you pick? No, I think we can just. I think we can just each do three again okay. and then see where there's overlaps. Okay. Um, okay, I'll go first. Yeah, I, I got, I got okay, mine. Okay, you go first and then I'll do mine. 9-11-13. Okay. Um, no, not 9. 8 8 11, 13. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to change out 9 because I wrote that there as a joke. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, I, that, so nine for for the audience. Nine is two podcasters go to Hollywood to become writers during the writer strike. That's a joke. I'm gonna. I just want you to know, I would write that, and it would be really grim. <laughs> it would not. Uh, be yeah, fun. no. I, I wrote that as a joke because the writer strike had just started when we wrote this list, and I'm like, oh god, would it be hilarious if we went to the writer strike? It's like, this is our chance, our time to shine. We've been waiting for the moment to have writing jobs. Um. I would not want to have a writing job at all, even a little I don't bit. Know, I kind of do, um, but I mean, at this point, not. Any, I mean, I just want to write music. Um, I think so. Number eleven is one that I would absolutely want to do, um, but let me pick three. Um, see, I was gonna do three, eleven, and um, 
Yeah, no, 3, 11, and 13 sounds great. So I guess that there is down for you. Let's do okay. 11. Yeah, no, I think that'll be good. Okay, so number 11 is confronting a monster. Also for everybody else, um, tw- uh, 13 was two old wizards get into a very petty argument. And then three, the one that I picked was um, cyberpunk idea, a character finding out the bitter truth. But we're going right, to be doing yeah. 11, confronting a monster. Got to decide how to make that weird. Confronting a monster weird? I already know how you can easily yeah. make it weird and upsetting. <laughs> Uh, well, like, the way that I initially, what initially popped into my head is, like, a sad blob monster that's getting whipped by, like, a, like, a dominatrix for, um, like, eating too many humans and being sloppy about it. I was about to say, just, like, (laughs) deleting that from this podcast. (laughs) That is never gonna see, that is never, that's never gonna see the light of day. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, no, um, next time we'll absolutely be confronting a monster. I had a story I was writing for this, but now I think I'm going to change that and save my story for Halloween live show that we always do every year. Um, anyways, Cody, what are some plugs? Uh, check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network. No. And Wandering underscore gamers where I stream sometime. I started playing Sunless Sea. What is Sunless Sea? A game that I don't know how I feel about yet. What, what is that? It's like a... It's kind of like FTL. It's similar to FTL, I don't but know it's what that is either. It's one of them games that people say is really good, and now I've played it, and I'm like, I don't know that it's uh, actually. This looks fine. I don't care. Um, okay, yeah, you can check me out at my um Twitch stream, something I guess zero zero twitch.tv forward slash something I guess zero zero every Wednesday at a time, usually um six p.m. Uh, sorry mountain standard time 8 p.m eastern we do the show we belong where me and my friend will talk about anime a lot um yeah and then you can check out my other podcast the side characters podcast where we talk about diversity in nerd culture and that's all i got because now all my other shows are defunct anyways thank you for listening we will catch y'all on the flip side and at the next demon feast Bye. Bye.